Welcome to Share Public Health, the Midwestern Public Health Training Center's podcast, connecting you to public health topics, issues, and colleagues throughout our country, highlighting that we all share in public health. Thank you for tuning in to the series of interviews with public health leaders as we learn about different perspectives on current and emerging public health issues. Today, Suzanne Hawley from Wichita State University talks with Bobby Berkowitz, Dean Emerita at Columbia University School of Nursing, about the role of public health nurses, how we're educating emerging public health nursing leaders, and preparing for the future. Hi, welcome to our leadership series. My name is Suzanne Hawley and I'm from the Midwestern Public Health Training Center. Today we get to talk to a public health leader and learn about public health skills from a personal perspective. So Bobby, I'm really happy you're here with us today and I would love it if you would just introduce yourself and share, us, share with us a little bit about you and what sure. got you into public health. Sure. Um, well, my name is Bobby Berkowitz, and I've been in public health and education and policy work for a very long time. I became a public health nurse, I hate to even tell you, but it was 1972. It was my first job out of nursing school, almost my first job out of nursing school. And uh, I just totally fell in love with the role. Uh, I've never been very far from either public health nursing or public health. Um, my most recent, I, I worked at the state health department in, um, in Washington State and then was in a vari various um, uh, local health departments. Uh, but recently I've been uh, at Columbia University School of Nursing as the dean uh, there and just recently stepped out of that role and I'm, and, uh, I'm looking for new, new adventures. Great, great. So with all that you've done, I'm wondering what excites you the most about public health now? Well, uh, public health, which is not new, public health is always in a state of constant flux uh, and change and reevaluation of what we do and what our role is. Uh, and that's particularly so in public health nursing. And I think now uh, there's, a, there's a variety of new ways of thinking about our practice uh, called Public Health 3.0, sort of a new variation mm -hmm. of, of challenges that we've had for a very long time, which is, you know, in, in, in serving the public uh, in terms of improving health status and um, you know, reducing health disparities and improving health equity, the challenge has been at what point do we intervene in that work? Is it with individuals or is it whole communities and the globe? And what are the strategies we now use to do that? That's both challenging and kind of scary, but I think it's a very exciting time for both public health nursing but also for public health. So I love that you kind of threw in that idea of public health 3.0. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if someone's never heard that before and wondered just in, in a sentence walking by down the street, what, what could you tell them about that? Well, it, it really is uh, sort of coalescing around a few basic premises of public health, which we have always, we've always thought about and talked about. One is that our, our practice is really population. Base. The idea is that if we spend all of our time downstream, in other words, working mm -hmm. on problems that have already occurred, we can't really 
improve the health of populations at large, so whole communities or cities or whatever. So big concept around um, population health. Big concepts around improving health equity uh, and improving um, how people live and work and, and uh, you know, gain access to, to what they need. So the whole idea about determinants mm -hmm. of health. Um, but it also uh, is, is um, wrapped around assessing the health status of communities at large. So not just, you know, one household at a time, but how healthy is a community and what parts of communities are not healthy and, and why, and intervening in that early. Uh, it also has a big policy component. Uh, most of public health is a, is a government-based um, uh, process and so uh, you know what uh, what are the accountabilities and what are the processes what's the financing of public health so it's a lot of fairly conceptual ideas um, and I think our challenge with all of the professions that are in public health including public health nursing is to see ourselves in that so what is it that what is it exactly that I do with a community is it data you know, is it working with uh, elected officials? Is it working with the primary care organizations? Is it working with the health system to bring the idea about um, health in all uh, to a point where we can actually uh, imagine some interventions? So, you know, you talked about some of 3.0 being not going downstream but going upstream, mm -hmm. but I'm even thinking about the, the call to leadership right. of going upstream and, and really kind of moving past your organization, moving past your usual suspects, right. and, and thinking about how to bring people together. So um, I like how you said, you know, we're just always in a state of flux. Right. Um, because, you know, we always think, well, this time, the, you know, when we think about the 21st century of public health issues coming, what do we need to do or what do public health professionals need to think about to handle change um, and to gain, engage in change management? That's kind of a, a yeah. strategic skill. Just well, all of this work, um, for, for a very long time in public health, we have been wrestling with this idea of upstream thinking, but it's been hard to get away from the day-to-day the day-to-day -day challenges that occur in public health. So, you know, environmental health and food and water and air quality and, you know, it's a whole range of problems that public health and then how healthy are people and what's keeping them from being healthy. So there's all these, all these challenges that public health people uh, work with. So the idea is to sort of try and get a different perspective on communities and populations. That's one. But the, you know, the, the leadership around that, so there's this, there's this concept of the chief health strategist that's part of this whole movement. Um, the 3.0. In 3.0, and it's actually been around for a while, uh, but it's, it's uh, becoming more, um, people are thinking a lot about it. I mean, that's basically you know, what we've called a health officer. You know, the way I think about that is that, so why couldn't public health nurses be chief health strategists? I mean, why can't, why they? can't we? Why can't we? So that's a, a fun challenge, uh, a fun challenge. I think, the, I think one of the biggest challenges with all of this is because we're still trying to understand and define it. Um, one of the big 
areas that we're, we need to be working on is financing for all of this work. So, you know, what does it cost to really continue to um, evaluate a community's health and then a set, a set of strategies to intervene in assuring that health is a priority in communities? Uh, what do we do about uh, health equity? I mean, how do we approach that? What's the fundamental process of improving the equity of people who live in this, in this country? And then do we have a global responsibility um, because you know the world is just not you know it's 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 the whole world now whatever you talk about it's, it spreads you know it's 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 bigger than the US anymore so what do we do about that so it's all these complexities all of that uh, creates a real need for for better financing of public health we've struggled with this forever uh, I think the I think the data is that if we did all the things that we're talking about it would be you know, $4.5 billion. Well, that sounds like a lot of money, but in I'm government that's terms, pretty achievable, it's not actually. a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, we are pennies on the dollar, so. <laughs> it's not a lot of money. Yeah. So I think these are some of the, yeah. you know, around this rather conceptual thinking about health in the future and health now and what we need to be doing. Um, there's a lot of challenges to put sort of the, the meat to the bone, and financing is a financing is a big one. Okay, so I got to think about that, that idea of financing, because, you, you know, you're right when you think about, okay, things are constantly changing, our, we really need to rethink our, our role, and it's just not local, but it's global, and we need to have mm -hmm. really many ways of um, slicing and dicing how we conceptualize public health, um, and, and that that's even managing all of that information is in a way change management because yeah, it's going to change tomorrow. Um, I, thinking about complexity, I'm now thinking about systems thinking mm -hmm. and um, wondering um, how do you feel like systems thinking is going to help our leaders kind of make progress on some of these daunting issues? Well, you know, I think it's critical because if um, the literature that's out there, not a lot of it, but that's out there about this sort of challenge that we have about healthier, healthier populations, mm -hmm. uh, we need, we, we, can't, we can't do it alone. I mean, that's clear. I think everybody agrees with that. So public health cannot do this challenge alone. We need all these partners. That's one of the big premises of this, of this work. Uh, and each of these um, areas of sort of people's key competencies, public health has key competencies, health systems have key competencies, primary care has key competencies, government has key, you know, uh, communities, the way they, they organize and run, all have key competencies. But they're all systems. You know, they're all organized in systems. And that's been one of our challenges, is to get people to kind of break out and work together. So systems thinking is, you know, if we line up all the actors mm -hmm. in our interest in becoming health, a healthier mm -hmm. planet, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, we have all these systems to draw from. But we have to be thinking about how you move a system to change, you know, to do things differently, to partner, uh, which is different for some, some of the systems. It's, it's a different concept to partner. Uh, you know, we never used to think um, about public health and hospitals, except with the co in the concept of the um, community benefit 
mm -hmm. uh, assessments that hospitals are required to do. And there's two very different systems that really, you can't do a community health assessment without a variety of, of partners. Um, and so each of those systems need to really think differently about their contributions. And so I think that's a, I think that's a big deal. And I think it's a, it's a set, you know, it's, a, it's another competency to understand how systems work and, and how to util, utilize them and how they learn, you know, how systems learn. So, so you're saying, you know, what I'm hearing is that, you know, it depends on the system that you're working at in terms of who you mm -hmm. partner with, but in terms of just, I'd say, generally speaking to public health professionals, what are some of the partnerships that you think can help us as a profession to further a real conversation to move and progress public health? Mm -hmm. Well, um, because I've been an educator for a long time, I think academic environments are an absolutely essential partner and system. They educate, that's the, they've been tasked with educating the future um, workforce in public health. Uh, and as, uh, and academia isn't always lined up with practice and vice versa, mm -hmm. but there's a lot out there going on in terms of partnerships between the practice environment, including public health, but, but um, mostly in health systems, partnering with academic institutions to create the kind of workforce that we need. And that's, that doesn't seem um, like a hard thing to do, but it hasn't been something that has come easily, either for health systems um, or, or academe. But it's not just health systems that need to do that. I mean, if we, if we look at the the literature on what it takes to do the public health 3.0. It's not just health systems or, or public health. You know, it's all these other areas in, um, of competency or workforce that needs to come to the table. So, you know, informatics and data science and all of that, that's a, that needs to be a public health, major public health competency because it's something that we bring to the, we bring to the table. Um, so I think there's, I think there's a, you know, a real opportunity here. I mean, I see that as, as a very positive to move forward to. Um, I talk to primary care people about their responsibility or role in public health. I've, I hear a lot of enthusiasm. You know, I think they see that they're a hub of a community as well. Uh, hospitals see themselves as hubs of communities. So you know, we've got probably got more in common than we don't, but it's been tough to bring people to the table. And yeah, I mean, you, you know, you talk about academia, which seems like, you know, a partner that um, would be, you know, kind of easy to think about or consider. But, you know, here I'm sitting, I'm in academia in public health, you're in academia in the School of Nursing, and yet there still is that challenge mm -hmm. for us to stay relevant within the practice community so they can really keep us yeah. up to date and and then how we kind of cross-pollinate together I mean um, it's it's hard to to do that because each of us are working with the community mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you know we could always do a better job of talking to each other right other. right well obviously not us but you know yeah I mean, maybe. well you know in in uh, I mean the challenge in education is that we have just as 
other organizations, we have key competencies that we educate mm -hmm. to. And those are, those are what you might consider a certain amount of regulatory. Uh, to get the workforce to the place where they can pass their exams and, and be safe clinicians and practitioners. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that academics have to do. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, when you educate nurses, let's take nurses for example, you're not just educating nurses to be public health um, specialists. You're educating for this whole realm of things to do. And now we're really educating to be sort of population health ambassadors. So global, in my own university, global is a big deal. Global is a big deal because we see the, the necessity of working across, um, across countries and, and across continents, but we also see the value of culture, of bringing cultures together. So, um, you know, in, for, in, in public health nursing, uh, I think there are other countries that are doing some really significant and innovative things in utilizing public health nurses that, uh, you know, we're not, we're not always doing. So bringing people together in a global context, I think is, um, you know, it's not one of the core competencies. But it's, it's, I think it's essential, and academe, I think, has recognized that and does a, does a lot of that global work. But that could be something that, that health systems could do as well. So, you know, thinking about connecting with global initiatives, learning mm -hmm. from other countries, other models, um, certainly beyond our local community, but all of that um, is going to take effective communication. Oh, yeah you know, to make those partnerships happen. And I, I think about cultures and building trust. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of your thoughts on what you feel are important communication skills yeah. in bridging those connections? Well, I'll, g I'll give you an example. Um, uh, this is something that uh, we've been doing at, uh, at Columbia Nursing. So we received a, a grant the um, Columbia University has global centers all over the, the world, and the, the purpose of those centers is really uh, to create environments where people can come together from across cultures. It's not workshops, it's not, but it's, it's a venue for, um, for really getting to, know, getting to know other cultures. It's really mm. a wonderful idea. So we, um, we received a grant um, to uh, bring together, and, and, one of, and in nursing, and this is in all professions, I think, but in, in our profession, uh, to sort of raise the bar for everybody about the ability to, um, to express research findings in, in journals. So it's a skill, you know, uh, writing a manuscript to get published is a, is a big skill. And in the U.S., we just take it for granted mm -hmm. that you do that, but that's not ubiquitous. So uh, we were doing some work in, in Jordan and, and the Arab, some of the Arab, com Arab countries and um, in Africa. And this was an area that the nursing leaders in these areas expressed, that they were interested in sort of learning that art mm -hmm. uh, and learning the art of getting published about key issues that they were working on. So we got this grant and went over there and met with, we convened uh, in, in Jordan um, where we have a, a center 
and worked on manuscript development, did these workshops, and you know they would tell their stories, and then we, you know, we'd help them. And and uh, some of them, not all of them, uh, got their papers published. And so that's a, you know, that's and and we learn probably more from them about the challenges that that they were facing to just to do, you know, to do day-to-day -day work. I mean, we had one uh, representative from, from Mosul whose school of nursing got destroyed and got bombed, mm -hmm. and they had no school. But they were still, they were still doing what they could to, to uh, prepare nurses. So that's why I think global, uh, sort of having a global mindset is so critical to this work in, in public health. Well, what you're saying goes really beyond what I was even thinking, you know, and thinking about um, just my, how narrow my thought was with, okay, what are just basic communication skills to be persuasive for your own, you know, for the gain of public health, but, you know, giving somebody else a voice mm -hmm. through empowering them with communication mm -hmm. skills, not that we have to give that story or say that story, but really what are these countries doing um, and maybe some actually very innovative work with low resources yes. and have a story that they want to disseminate which we can do yes absolutely. or we can help them with yeah, which is a, yeah. exciting to think yeah, about very, that. very exciting yeah. I want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah no it was it was uh, I mean I was really more of an observer it was our research folks that were um, that were that were really doing the work and and it went on for a while and there was a lot of consultation and but I would say, um, from a lot of things we've done globally, this was such a um, such a wonderful experience in terms of working across cultures and for a, for a similar purpose to to transmit knowledge and information uh, that could be utilized by by more people. But just having a needing a, a a little sort of showing the way a little bit, a little bit. So I appreciate how you're elevating today the idea of you know, a global community and really opening up to other ways of thinking and learning through mm -hmm. that. Uh, what are some other skills that maybe we haven't talked about that you think about um, that could be important for people who really want to make progress on mm -hmm. these public health issues? Well, um, I think, uh, you know, the, I get, this is a, both a challenge and a skill. So if we look at the um, public health 3.0, these are, these are concepts. Um, but what we expect people to do is then to put them into action. Mm -hmm. So then, then we're talking about the practice of public health. So it's one thing to sort of conceptually think about assessing a community. It's another thing to, to do it. And then it's even another thing to say, who, who is sort of suited? What, how do we put together a team? Who is on that team? Um, and then we have the complexities of the, of the disciplines. So 3.0 doesn't talk about the disciplines. It just talks about the concepts. But once we think about the workforce for public health, we have to think about, so who are these people? So do you have any thoughts well, about that? Or? <laughs> you know, I, well, I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I think the... I think one of the way forward is to is to really. I mean, I think part of it is an education uh, to yeah. educate to a role mm -hmm. uh, and to think about. So, in nursing, uh, where are our skills would be best utilized in this sort of this idea about 3.0? I think 
uh, you know, the public health schools are certainly thinking about what, what do they need to educate to. It certainly doesn't look like it used to. So I think education is a big part of this. Uh, but I think, you know, the beauty of this and the challenge of this is that this is engaging, it's way beyond the workforce. It's really expecting communities to embrace what we have to offer to solve and prevent problems. So I think the one that um, I think is, for me personally, and I think is that's the most challenging is to really think about, is to really get a grip on the notion of health equity. Knowing that we serve, let's just say we serve the globe. So when we think about health equity, what is the, what is the intervention there that belongs to public health? I mean, it's a rhetorical question because I'm not sure I know the answer. But I think that's the kind of challenge we need to really be thinking through at a community level, uh, given every community has health equity challenges. But it's not the only challenge we have. So I think the, the critical sort of nature of our work, which in, in, in some ways has been defined through the, through the um, 3.0, to understand how we educate to that, how we do research related to that for new innovation, and to always keep our mind on the idea that we're trying to prevent. We're trying to prevent inequity. So when you, when you take those, those concepts and you, know, you build a team, mm -hmm. and, and let's just say it's a team that, that sounds pretty good with academia and practice and um, perhaps even a business in a local mm -hmm. community, um, I'm wondering what that team needs to kind of try something, you know, together yeah. with their collective knowledge of, of the community and what they all bring to the table. If, um, you know, a new public health person is kind of on that team and thinking, what do, what do yeah. I do? Would what you have I any do? advice for that person? Well, I, I think, I mean, um, the, the, my sort of my sense of this notion of the chief health strategist. Um, so this is my kind of interpretation of that. Um, this I see this as the person in communities who will get the get the people to the table. And it's a it's a big leadership role. It's to get the people to the table to begin to work through those. What do we, you know, what in our community do we, um, where can we be healthier? Uh, what do we need to change? What does our community look like? What does our population look like? Uh, you know, who do we have that we can bring together? You know, that's the community's job. And I see this chief health strategist who is really the public health leader. I think it could be a nurse. Yes, I think, I think it could I, be. I, I was going to say, I think you said that, but let's say it I'll one say more time. <laughs> um, but I think I see that as sort of the, you know, the uh, creating the, the synergy and the, you know, the dance that we're all going to do together. Somebody has to create the excitement and the vision, and I think that's what this person, uh, who, what their responsibility is, and. You know, if, if that's a, maybe that's a role we need to begin to educate to, 
Uh, but I think it's basic, you know, it's basic leadership stuff. It's, it's getting people together and, and, you know, hammering out a way forward. Sure, sure. So are there any final thoughts that you have that you'd want to share about um, anything we've talked about today or well, I'll share with yeah, I'll share with you. Uh, uh, yeah, my cats. I'm 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 uh, herding cats, as my husband says. I'm on the glide path to retirement, and one of the things I've taken on is his new kittens. Literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Um, you know, I think I'm very excited about public health nursing in the future, but I also have concerns because the ranks of public health nurses are shrinking. So where we used to have lots and lots of them in local health departments uh, and in state health departments, um, the numbers of them are, are shrinking. And I think that it is, this is my, you know, my sense of this, is when we have slowly moved from uh, a public health nurse having a role with fam individual families and their individual challenges and working with them on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, the old going out into the community and, you know, working in schools and working with families. Uh, we don't do that much anymore. And that has been a big role for public health nurses. And I think the, the um, bringing public health nurses into this sort of new space, mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's public health nurses that don't want to go there. But I just think it's the creating this new um, vision for the role that I'm not sure. I mean, w this conference is talking, this is what this conference is about, is talking about. And there's lots Absolutely. of examples throughout the mm -hmm. conference about how public health nurses are doing that. But the fact is our ranks have shrunk. Yeah. And, um, and we're still educating to the role. Uh, but I think a lot more of that is going on in schools of public health rather than schools of nursing. So I think, you know, that's, a, that's not a doom story, but I think we need to really think, think through the role, which is why I'm so pleased that the conference is about public health nursing 3.0, to get people thinking about, you know, what, do, what is our way forward and how do we stay relevant and what is our, you know, what is our, um, you know, mission. Uh, in, in public health. And I, and I love that we can be together today that I could actually hear some of your ideas so I know your maybe slight preference to a public health nurse being a chief strategist. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Always. <laughs> <laughs> no sarcasm. So I mean, thank you so much for your time Absolutely. today. I really enjoyed this fun. time, Bobby. And um, thank you so much. I hope you gained some insights with this leadership discussion and we hope you will join us in a future leadership series. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you tune in for the next episode of Share Public Health. Special thanks to our guests and to Katie Brandert, Brandon Grimm, Joy Harris, Roger Heilman, Janine Moody, Melissa Richland, Hannah Schultz, and Lori Wachner with the Midwestern Public Health Training Center. Theme music was composed and produced by Dave Hoeing and Roger Heilman. Funding for this webinar is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration, Please see the podcast notes for an evaluation and transcript.